The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Welcome to this Friday edition of The View from a Pew on your local radio station and all over podcast sites, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can go there. And remember, if you're not a podcast listener, well, it's easy to do. Uh, Sometimes it's subscription, sometimes it's free. Uh, Just go to, if you've got an Apple phone, go to Apple Podcasts. If you want to go to a a different uh, podcast site, you could go to Spotify or uh, Podcast Addict or wherever you want to go. And, of course, on um, YouTube at YouTube.com, search for The View from a Pew. Okay, we are continuing today, Mac, with the discussion about the land of Israel. Just yesterday, we talked about the uh, prophecy that's made in Daniel chapter 9. Daniel's been praying for his people. Gabriel comes, an angel from God, and says, here is what's going to happen. The Messiah is going to come and bring a solution to the problem of sin, Tells this to Daniel, even gives him a time frame for him to understand. And then what else is going to happen? There is going to be another prince, and that prince is going to come, and he is going to bring about destruction. In fact, when it talks about the Messiah, it says he brings an end to sacrifice and offering. Israel had been trained in this whole system of bringing sacrifices to God. But when Jesus died for the sins of the world, there was no reason Mm. to go through that ritual anymore. No reason to kill a lamb because the lamb of God had come. But the other prince is the prince who brings destruction. He brings desolation. And here's what what, uh, chapter 9, verse 27 says, on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. Remember that word, desolate. Desolate. Yeah, because even Jesus talks about that. It's, it's uh, unfortunate in the history of Israel. Israel had been in captivity before. They had come back to the land of Israel, and they had tried to do the right thing. They had tried to say, we just want to be the best kind of people ever, so we fulfill the purposes of God. Unfortunately, they had become very legalistic. Jesus had to to face this with the the, uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees all the time. And, and tried to help them understand a bigger picture of the ways of God. And not only that, but they had kind of shut out everybody else. The Jews were the only people that needed to have things right. They were not really reaching out at all to the Gentile world. In fact, they saw the Gentiles as just being unclean. And we couldn't have anything to do unclean. with those who were unclean. So 
they had they were turning away from what God's purpose was for them. And if you look at the what Jesus has to say, as Jesus comes to this world and he begins his ministry, you see that Jesus is trying to express to them that they have they have unfortunately lost the specific role that he had for the people of Israel when he brought them to that land. He tells uh, some very pointed parables that we read in the, in the Gospels, the parable of the Great Supper. Remember, here's a man that prepares this great supper, and he wants everybody to come to it, but nobody wants to come. Everybody's got an excuse. I can't come because I've got to go to a wedding, or I, I can't come because I've got to plow a field. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's some reason. And so what does he tell his servants? Go out to the highways and the byways. And then whoever you meet, whoever you see, invite them to come in. Yes. God had tried to work with Israel, but many of them refused to want to follow him or follow his ways. And so because of that, he opens it now. Mm. And his witnesses are not just going to be the Jewish nation. His witnesses are going to be all those that know and love and serve God in this world. The parable of the wicked vine dressers. There's a man that, that owns a vineyard. And uh, he puts some servants in charge of that vineyard, and he goes away to a far country. And the, the servants that take care of the vineyard don't do a good job of doing what they're supposed to do. And he sends servants there, and they don't want anything to do with the servants. And he finally uh, sends his son there, his own son, to go there to talk to the servants and you know what they end up doing? They end up taking his life. Yeah. Well, obviously, this is Jesus talking, telling what they're going to do to him. Yeah. They're going to kill the Son of God. Why was that? Because they, they saw themselves as being holy and right in their own ways instead of trusting in God and listening to the truth that Jesus brought so Jesus is giving them clues right now to let them know what's going to happen. Uh, in um, actually, actually, in that conversation that goes on, Jesus quotes from Psalm 118. He says, The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. He lets them know that they're rejecting him. They're not listening, but he's going to be the cornerstone of the new kingdom that he's building, a kingdom of grace, a kingdom of both Jews and Gentiles in this world. And then, of course, there is the, the time in Matthew chapter 21 where Jesus actually uses this word, these words. He says, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Jews thought, we're the people of God. We're always going to be the people of God. You can't take that away from us. Yep. Jesus says, yeah, you're going to lose that. I'm going to take it away, and I'm going to give it to those who are receptive. When Abraham followed God, it was based upon his willingness, his response of faith 
to have faith in God, to trust in God. And Israel's role in the land of promise was always based upon the same thing. If they had faith in him, if they trusted in him, that's why he allowed them to go into captivity. And still, when he brought them back from captivity, he wanted them to be faithful. And then they could be his people, and then they could be his witnesses. But when we turn away from God, we lose that opportunity. It's like in our own lives, Mac. We, we have, God gives us every, every opportunity for following him, but we have to make that choice. Yeah. We have to decide if we want to follow his ways or not. And God wants us to spend eternity with him so bad that even though the Ten Commandments are still the law and we have the prophets, but we also now have forgiveness. We do have forgiveness. Yeah. It is not by the good things that we do, but it is through faith. And that's what Abraham had, and that's what God wanted to see in the people of Israel. There's a moment in the last week of Jesus' life. Jesus comes out, and he's very honest with the, with the Jewish leaders, the Jewish religious leaders. You might remember in Matthew 23, he rebukes them. Yeah. And, and he calls them some names even. Jesus is very angry at I, this point. I because think he uses the term the, a brood of vipers, which brood of vipers, yes. would be equal to the, one of the worst things we could say today to somebody. An unwashed cup that's filthy on the inside. Yeah. Looks shiny on the outside, but it's, it's dirty. Here's what Jesus says as he gets to the end of these rebukes that he gives to, to the Jewish religious leaders. He says to them as he's leaving, because apparently this discussion has taken place in the temple, and as he's leaving, as he's, he just gives up trying to talk some understanding uh, into them, he goes and says, your house is left to you desolate. There's that word again, desolate. And the desolation here is not the destruction that eventually takes place. It's the presence of God that is leaving. What made, the, what made the Jewish temple sacred? What made it holy? It's the presence of God. Remember when, Je when Jesus said uh, during his ministry, when, when they were in the temple and they were talking about how beautiful the temple was, Jesus said, you have something greater than the temple itself. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> My presence is here. And boy, did they think that was blasphemy. Yeah. But, but now he says, it's left you desolate. The reason that we are favored by God is when we believe in God, when we respond to God, God pours his favor upon us. It's not because of who we are or how we were born. It is because of what God does for us. And, and God is trying to show us that through the history of Israel. Now, Paul takes up uh, this theme later on in Romans, and he talks about Israel, and he asks that question, has God cast his people away? No, there's still a remnant. Who were the people that could, uh, formed the early Christian church in Jerusalem? Yeah, the 12 tribes, right? It was the Jewish people. Yeah. It was the Jewish people that believed in Jesus. 
Not all the Jews, some rejected Jesus, but there were those that believed in him. And now from that vine that's growing, God will transplant people and he will connect them to that original vine and that will be his kingdom at, at the time of the fullness of the, of the Gentiles like the Bible talks about. Let me ask you one question before we wrap it up for today. Okay. Why has Israel experienced such hatred and resentment throughout its history? Yeah. I mean, I, the whole time. It is, it is a terrible crime in this world, the way the Jewish people have been treated. And when we talk about Bible prophecy and we talk about, uh, you know, how Israel failed God, we all have failed God. Okay, Jews and Gentiles, we right. all have turned uh, at times away from God. We should not pick upon. We should not uh, pick on any one group of people. I believe because God blessed the Jewish nation, and even though there were many that that rejected Jesus, those blessings continued in their life. When when God pours out His goodness on our lives, we live a better life. And the Jewish people, I believe, had those blessings that came from God for generation after generation. And a lot of people became jealous, I believe, of the Jewish people and therefore allowed hatred to fill their hearts. Well, I hope you've enjoyed these eight radio programs the last two weeks on what does the Bible say about the land of Israel. Now, what's coming up next? Well, maybe you'll pick the topic. Send us an email, Mac, M-A-C, at theviewfromapew.com. And let us know what you'd like, in the, you'd like to put in the blank. What does the Bible say about? I want to thank our sponsor, DivineTruthChristianStore.com. And I want to thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless you, everyone. And thanks for listening to The View from a Pew. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.